What's up, guys? For today's guest, we've got our good friend, the crazy talented artist designer Zach Atkinson in the house. Zach creates key art for a lot of major motion production studios as well as brands and other labels. One of his pieces of art was for the hit show Legion on FX, which is out on Hulu, as well as for the movie Captive State. His portfolio has some of the most interesting stuff around, and his talent is immense. From his figure drawings to his line work and forms, just take one look at his Instagram portfolio and you'll fall down a rabbit hole for hours. He's one of the most down-to-earth guys around, so if you're looking to collaborate or just interested in some advice, feel free to reach out and follow his IG. Links are down below. And as always, show support by liking and subscribing to the channel. Let's go. Zach Atkinson in the house. What's up, man? How much? How you doing, man? <laughs> Good, dude. You? It's Same Sunday, busy. man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, so. Do you do you eat when you wake up? Like first thing in the morning? Um, no, I don't. Me I don't either. actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I wake up and eat. The tummy. Yeah. Won't for it. Yeah. So. No. And it doesn't matter what time of day it is. Like I could literally, if I get lucky enough to sleep in until one or two, which is rare. Um, but if that happens, I still can't wake up and eat. Yeah, no, no. Morning eating, it's, yeah. I have to like force myself to do it. If I just feel like mentally not there, I'm like, all right, let's get some grub in the, the belly. See yeah. what happens. But <laughs> that's about it. I, I So it's almost like intermittent fasting, intermediate fasting, whatever they call it. Intermittent. Like intermittent fasting, yeah, where you're like not eating until... Five yeah, it's like noon. 16 hours off and then there's like an eight hour window and you yeah. just got to choose and you go in and you just and... gorge with a whole bunch of food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess depending on what kind of route you want to take. <laughs> That's pretty much what I end up doing. I'm supposed to eat, uh, I think like 3000 calories a day at least to, to maintain or gain. Um, oh, geez. Anything below like 2400, I, I'll lose weight because uh, my metabolism is so high and so I'm supposed to like use every hour possible to eat and I just can't do it <laughs> <laughs> well that's great because my mine is I have to do 2100 uh, for you know, the caloric intake <laughs> 21 that's not bad at all I'm trying to lose weight <laughs> <Are> you? <laughs> I mean oof when this, you don't on this need pandemic to lose weight dude I got up to two oh five, and I'm only five nine. So <laughs> that's pretty sick. But two oh five, a solid muscle. <laughs> I wouldn't consider that a transient muscle during this pandemic. I've had a uh, Monica's ten pound weights and leg bands. That's about it to work with. <laughs> oh yeah, because so. the gyms are closed. Next, so there's no go on that. But, Speaking of, I yeah. text my barber too. Get a haircut. I mean, dude, this has been eight months of hair just growing. Eight months, <laughs> bruv. Look at that. <laughs> the beard, everything. Yeah. Zero, zero concern for hygienic hair keeping and beard maintaining. So I, mean, I could do my beard at home. I just my hair, man. I, I need hair. But we're we're lucky. We're fortunate enough that we're not totally on lockdown. Oh, we are now. As of I think it was what two days ago. Yeah. Nuisance, oh, no. Gavin, yeah. Gavin, Gavin Nuisance, yeah. put you guys on lockdown. Um, yeah, so yeah, we get haircut. We can still get haircuts here, so I gotta text my barber. Yeah, my barber I went out of business. <laughs> 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 I gotta eat all this food and get my haircut. Oh, 
Uh, you've been working on anything lately? What's your? I saw that last one you posted on your IG. Your art is fantastic, man. I love it. Um, oh, thanks. Appreciate that. I mean, I was, was that, a little was more. Was that for fun or was that for work or um, a client my, commission? Literally, my, my entire Instagram, my personal Instagram, is just me putzing around, playing around with colors or new brushes I've downloaded or new brushes I've created online or you know, it's more just kind of like my own personal. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's pretty much all women. Let's just be honest. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but it's really yeah, cool looking women. So, I mean, the, but like, you know, as of late, the more personal stuff, you know, we've been, you know, we have clients, everything from HBO to FX to, um, you know, Fox and Netflix and Amazon. So, you know, uh, being in the entertainment, uh, marketing and advertising, you know, you have a pretty broad spectrum of clientele you can work with, you know. Like last week, we went from a client who we've worked with multiple times, but he does more. Um, he's also a good friend with the, the bosses, so his stuff is a little more indie. And you know, he's won a bunch of awards uh, for independent films. So it's 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 fun to do that because the the gamut of creativity you have there is literally whatever you want. He'll you know he'll present uh, what the premise of the story is or the movie, whatever he's working on at the time. He's like, hey, just let's go graphic, let's go illustrate illustrative let's go photorealistic let's go you know surreal so it's pretty cool, cool. and another time if you have certain clientele like fx they're amazing to work with because they have a very high-end um aesthetic that they like to go for very conceptual you know so you can really kind of push it and other times you know if you get like nbc or abc it's very much like here's our cookie cutter kind of design that we've always had this is the formula that we've always stuck with this is the it's also just the fact of the kind of material that they have so you kind of get pigeon-footed and like this very clean hallmark kind of look so uh, just depends on the vibes work with so yeah i saw that hbo um hbo decided that they were going to release all their new films on hbo max which is a huge like decision well i mean i mean you kind of have to but i mean i actually right. i just i was just watching the commercials just for wonder woman 84 mm -hmm. so that's gonna be released Theater through Theater. Theaters and but also going to be released on HBO Max. Is I, I guess I haven't read up this enough, but is do they have a a joint kind of syndicacy or like I guess why is that being released on HBO Max as well? Oh, they'll make more money off HBO Max. Yeah. Let's be honest, yeah. nobody can go to theaters. So uh, and if you can, people really aren't choosing to. Uh, but I think it's they're releasing it in theaters and then a week later, within after a week, then it'll be on HBO Max. All right, my, Matrix actually, Four and like all the 2021 movies are going to be the same way. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I had one friend recently who went to go see Tenet actually in the theater. Oh, he yeah. loved it. He's also out in Kansas, so. <laughs> He's in the, yeah. Little old Kansas in the middle of the fields. Um, Wichita. Kansas is so boring. Wichita, that's six hours from us. I've been there multiple times. It's driving from here to Colorado. Um, I used to do that all the time. And it's the worst because it's nine hours, but it's like eight hours of Kansas. Oh yeah, I'm at nothing. Yeah, you know, I went through Kansas and I was like, I felt like I was just in like Groundhog Day, like it just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, looking out the window, I'm like, oh, same thing. An hour later, oh, same. <laughs> Two hours, same think thing. The biggest thing so. they have there's like a, a farm full of like windmills, which is big white windmills. That's about it. And you're like, ooh, windmills, and then you're back in fields. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, up, yeah, you guys are going to um, New York, right? Going back home for a little bit? We were planning on doing so, but just no. regards to 
um, the, the pandemic, traveling, and my mother had way too many underlying health issues, and you know, recently you know, having to deal with cancer, then you know, moving up to lung cancer, and having to deal with asthma, and just you know, they they've been doing really well in regards to quarantining, maintaining their health, and the last thing I want to do is even have that chance of bringing any sort of ailments to her. So unfortunately this year, you know, we're gonna have to hang out in Cali and just stick it out here. Maybe do a Zoom, you know, holiday Zoom chat, yeah, so. It's for the best. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have her around for, you know, 15 more years and see her for a weekend and lose her in a month, so. Yeah. As morbid as that sounds, sorry. <laughs> No, tr uh, trust me, I know exactly what you mean. We um, ended up cooking Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, my mom was supposed to come over and eat with us, but Cena ended up getting sick, and then she had yeah. me sick, and so, and the baby was sick, so to play it safe, we just isolated and quarantined um, mm -hmm. before we could get even get tested, um, and so because of that, it was like Wednesday night or whatever, um, I started getting sick from Cena, and then Thursday hit, um, Thanksgiving and my mom was on her way over and I had, I had to text her and, and call her and just be like hey it's probably not the best idea that you come over we're quarantining I don't want to risk her getting sick and I felt bad she's like I'm already on my way but you know if you think it's for the best I was, just, I was like oh I couldn't feed her and nothing she had like food ready she's like I got a pie with me it's like oh uh, I feel so bad but it's for the best could done a little drive-by kind of turkey day thing. Keep her in the car. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I, like we're preparing food, and I didn't know if things get contaminated or what can you know. So I don't. Yeah, yeah. Better safe than sorry. Better yeah, safe than. Just didn't want to risk sorry. anything. Uh, Cena was like, she can come in and make a plate and then leave, and I was like, no, because even just coming in the house could put her at risk. Yeah. You know? Knobs touching everything. What? Yeah. Yeah. Too many surfaces. That, too many surfaces. Too many unknowns. Right. But so had to turn her away, unfortunately, like a bouncer at the nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> Feel bad, but it's for the best. I don't want her to get it. My cousin has it now in Michigan. Yeah, but, it's uh the amount of people that we know have definitely the cases have been rising. I think also just the traveling with Thanksgiving and people going out. It's also just that time of year. So yeah, it's starts kicking in climate's changing weather's changing so yeah i can only imagine that now it's when you have that huge issue of is it covid is it the flu is it just yeah. a runny nose so yeah <laughs> is it allergies yeah exactly yeah my had a little thing and at the end of the day it was just allergies really so but oh, okay. you know so how was thanksgiving i saw that um mama monica visited i missed it mama monica came in yeah. monica senior yeah, the scenes. <laughs> yeah, so you know, always great to have the, the mother in law around. Yeah. So she's so sweet. Um yeah, no, it was just it was a wonderful time, you know, a small little group. We had our little quarantine kinda there's been a group of us that have all we all kinda get tested every now and then and we all kinda stay within our group, so I don't think there's too much room for error at that point. And everyone's pretty much predominantly working from home too, as it is. So I don't think there were too many risks being taken. And you know, we all got tested again, right. like a week or so ago, and everything was fine. So I think, you know, as of right now, no one in our crew has had any issues COVID-wise, and that's been you know since March. So hopefully, just keep on the same straight and narrow on that, and shouldn't have any issues. So. Yeah, Monica was telling me um, 
about Warner Brothers. She was working for Warner Brothers and they were testing and they refused to like do a second test on somebody who was negative or po had a false positive maybe or something. I don't remember what it was but they like wouldn't do it and then they finally did it like a week later they tested them and uh, yeah it was just it put a, a hamper on production well it's just funny listening to her discuss the production that she's been working on in regards to the guidelines that each production follows and some of the crews that you would kind of think that they'd be kind of lax on they were actually very strict which is great and yeah. some of the crews that would be you know just in regards to the the financial backing that they have you would think that they would have every single possible you know inch covered and in reality they were very not that so you know it's like, it's yeah so you know it's interesting to see who goes about it in a manner that everyone feels safe or in a manner where everyone's kind of like fuck it <laughs> here we go <laughs> whatever happens yeah so exactly <laughs> that's been interesting you know so my um my buddy does posters for the studios um he does a lot of the movie posters oh no he does care. yeah huh he does key art so that's what i do yeah yeah but, but yeah that's it. um anyway, does he work for a, a particular firm or a, a I shop i don't know which one i'm gonna have him on the show uh i just don't remember which one it is but he i'd have to pull him up i'd have to see. <laughs> he's done some of the key movies uh he's done billboards and posters for a lot of the key movies that recently came out oh yeah i'd love to i'm, I'm curious to see who he works for because i mean there's Cold Open, LA, BLT, Arsenal. I mean, there's a, you know, a whole bunch of, I mean, those are the more, those are the larger ones in California that I know of. So I'm interested to see where he works at or you have to tell me, find out. Yeah, I'll get you, yeah, I'll get link you guys up. It's a pretty yeah. small world. Yeah, so. especially in the entertainment industry and especially in that field. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, do you do, uh, for people that might want to or possibly consider reaching out to you, to do mm -hmm. a commission or anything of like a personal piece would you do commissions yeah so i i do commissions i do have yeah. people i guess i guess for the best way for me to put it this way is um know your artist and if you are going to come <laughs> at me like know the subject matter i typically work with you know like so if you're going to come at me be like hey can you do it my dog yeah. <laughs> with most wings and a flaming dragon behind him I mean, if you like, I want my dog. I want my dog riding on a, a tiger with a barbarian horde behind. I mean, like something fun. Like if you really elevate it, like yeah, you know, something I could do. The more conceptual, fun things I like to get into. But you know, I feel like oh, can you do me a portrait of like my daughter at her, you know, fifteenth birthday. And a lot of times when people send me these pictures, it's you know, with the flash on, and it's you know, <laughs> isolated, like very flat-looking image. So. If you're like, hey, can you do some pinup stuff? Can you, you know, do something conceptual? I really love, you know, traditional 1600s Japanese art, but doing a new age. Yeah, I'm, I'm open to those things, but uh, it was really like the bland kind of mundane imagery, landscaping. I'm probably not the guy. Artist, like you would go to a tattoo artist who does traditional Americana. Like, hey, do some new age tattoos for me. He's like, or he or she. We'll be like that's just not my style why are you coming to me to do that right. so you know like i said i love commissions i'll do them but just uh kind of have a feel no. for what i do i know no, it sounds a little no that's yeah. good advice that's really good advice because i'm sure yeah, you get like, like, uh, i got a recently and the guy his stuff his style is very it's jeff norton like that that you're gonna get a jeff norton tattoo and that's what it is and he's telling me how this one guy came in he's like i need you to change this or i'd like you to change that and 
like you change, you know, kept going. And as an artist, hired artist, you typically have to adapt. But mm. at a certain point, I was just like, yo, do that. After all these changes and, you know, asks, he's like, it no longer was a tattoo by me. Yeah. It, it was, it, it's nothing I would do. The imagery that he was asking for. So it's just like, you know, like I can do it for you, but just know that you're not going to get a Jeff Norton tattoo. Right. So, you know, I think that's the best thing when people are looking for commissions to kind of keep that in mind. Be like, you're going to, you know, I'm going to Nick for a specific reason. Nick has his style. Let him do his thing. Give him, give him a basis of what you want and then just let him freak it. I think that's the best way to go about doing that's commissions. Really sad right. advice. Actually, know your artist. <laughs> yeah, like when I was talking to Jeff, I was like, yo, dude, like I, I, I came to you for a reason. I think you can freak it, like have fun with it. Like I'm gonna give you some elements or like a baseline of what I want. And like you take those and also looking at you know, where it is on my arm, like you tell me what's gonna work and not work and I'll trust you as an artist. So I think that's the best thing. Also trust your artists you go to. That's, yeah, <laughs> so. cause they're the professional. And also, like I said, you're, you're most likely going to he or she because they do something that you like and there's a style to it. And yeah, so let them do it. Yeah. It's your, it's hard to, well, it's hard to pinpoint your style, but, um, you do some burlesque stuff, which is really dope, but you also have this sort of graffiti character style. It's, I mean, like a, a lot of my friends growing up, actually a lot of my friends are all graph heads. They're all writers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me personally, like, I mean, I grew up on just like anime and like manga. So like a lot of people kind of say like a fun combination of like the manga style with a little bit of kind of that graph style I guess I mean I, I, at the end of the day I think a big thing for me is like if someone can look at my artwork and be like oh Zach did that that to me I'm like perfect like I don't think I'm like super stylized or anything but I think maybe my marks the way I lay down line work and my coloring scheme is kind of what sets me not apart but just sets me to be me so I think as an artist though like a big thing is just being able to have someone be like, oh, you know, Nick did that, Sarah did that, Jeff did that, you know, like that's wonderful. So, you know, that's kind of what I strive for whenever I do artwork, I guess. Right. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I don't remember now. <laughs> well, uh, what was the last thing you worked on, on uh, for, for work instead of computer? Oh, so... I would love to be able to answer that. Obviously, there is the oh. <laughs> NDAs yeah. and stuff. NDAs. You know, yeah. A lot of the projects that we do work on aren't yeah. out yet, and yeah. some of them are like up and coming things that aren't expected, or new shows, or things that people don't haven't really released yet. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, like the last thing I did that has come out, um, I did like the artwork for one of Quibbly's, um, Quib is it Quibbly? Quibbly's, that Quib little screen. Quibby. Quibby, yeah. It was. So I did uh, The Expecting, that was like the last thing I think that really came out that got printed. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and then something for Disney, it was uh, the, what was it, the Second Born Royals, some art, did some oh, okay. stuff for that. So, okay. um, but yeah, so a lot of stuff that we do have coming out, also just because of COVID, like, there's one show that we're working on for FX, I can really say that. And um, just in regards to when the showrunners want to release the show and then, you know, trying to get the artwork squared around for, you know, promotional um, aspects. And then all of a sudden, hey, we have COVID and we have all these new guidelines we need to follow. 
can we get the talent in time? If we do have the talent, we can't treat them together. So it's just, there's so many things now that are making, you know, everyone's job, you know, from behind the cameras, in front of the cameras to, you know, marketing. So it's just, it's, it's a lot more work. And there was an idea that we initially had established for one of our shows and getting, getting the execs signed off, the actors signed off, you know, the marketing team signed off, the higher, I mean, like everyone to sign off, it's hard. And then we finally had that idea. But then once again, things, the things started spiking in regard to COVID cases and that whole idea kind of got shot. So it's like, all right, back to the drawing boards. Like, can we do this as an illustration opposed to photo realist? I mean, there's just so many things come up. So there's been a lot of fun kind of curve, you know, curveball pitches that have been thrown at us in the industry. So right. you gotta keep finding more ways and, you know, keeping it conceptual as a creative, you know, so it's, it's been, it's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. When, when yeah. you, when you're doing your art, um, mobile, uh, from the home office, are you working on, how are you physically working on it? Are you doing it on pen and paper and then going digital? Are you doing it on like a Syntac? Um, what's your, uh, hardware like? It says right now, I mean, I'm in my office and yeah. it's nothing. <laughs> It's the one I need to get done. So I mean, I have I'm working on an iMac, and I also have a 27 inch uh, HD Wacom Cintiq. Okay. So, I mean, I love the Cintiq. Uh, I used to do the tablet for a while, and you know, just having that, you know, it took a little while to get uh, you know adapted to that, but learned it and loved it. But then once I went to the Cintiq, I was like, I can't go back. Um, yeah. And also just the projects, you know, like I do have a scanner and a flatbed and. I have the stuff I need. I have, you know, all my materials in regards to pen and ink, paper, you know, different you know, washes uh, from watercolor to gouache to acrylics to whatever I need. So it also just depends on the project. You know, if um, if I want something to be a little more, have those more gestural aspects, which you can still get on the Cintiq, but sometimes I just like that pen to paper kind of feel, that tactile aspect. You know, it, it, it's sometimes doing lettering, you know, you can definitely go into Illustrator and you know, be super meticulous with it and get every pinpoint and pen angle and, you know, get it to be perfect. Or sometimes I want that kind of gritty hand done look. So, you know, get out the pen and pad and start scribbling around and kind of get things going and see how that looks. So it really just depends on the project. Super sleek, super quick, super, you know, rough. Like it just depends. So I just kind of make that decision once that comes around. Right. It's just, you know, what's more appropriate. For your Cintiq, for your Cintiq, do you have the one where you write on the screen, or is it like a yeah. separate? Type? Okay, yeah, yeah, I love those. But it's like kind of lifted up, it's like at an angle. So it's kind of like having like a drawing board. You know, also like the uh, the project itself allows you to kind of have a fulcrum on it. So if you want it to be super flat, you can do that. Give it a little more angle. It depends on how you are as a drawer, and you know what. You know, some people are a little bingo noodlers. Some people are wrist drawers. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah set it up to however is more comfortable for you yeah those are the good ones uh my i have the old separate tablet where you mm -hmm. have it on your hand like more for, for like photoshop but uh um, trying to try to yeah. draw with it yeah and you're trying to figure out where your pin is on on the screen I, it I, took I, me a good like it. month it took me like a good month to like just have that disconnect of like maintaining my face forward and like having the wrist i mean i got i got it but it definitely <laughs> I can definitely see how that deters some people from using yeah. that particular product. Um, I have a good friend who's phenomenal at typography and everything he does. He's also an illustrator as well. But he got the tablet and it just really frustrated him. He just 
didn't really want to take the time to like hmm. adapt that, you know, yeah. disconnect. But you know, now he's kind of like, ah, I kind of wish I'd taken the time, or maybe even just get the Cintiq. So he's still playing around with it. Yeah, I, I every time I pick my pin up, I couldn't figure out where I was going back down at. You know, because oh, yeah. I, I like to be able to draw on the screen and actually draw where I'm trying to draw, like see what I'm drawing and draw on the screen. So I need to update my syntax. It just goes back to that, you know, having that hand-eye like connectivity between you know, what you're drawing, where your mark's going down. And, you know, there's definitely, it gives you a little bit more of a sense of uh, a more confident mark. So I can see yeah. how that, you know, it's yeah. just, it becomes. Yeah, because I like paper and pen, obviously. So drawing on a screen or like an iPad. Have you done that? Have you um, played with those iPads? I, I'm sure. So a lot of people have discussed to me, but you know, I I go back and forth with a lot of my design friends about Procreate, yeah, Photo, you know, and like um, a big thing for me, a reason why I like the Cintiq though. Also, once I'm kind of old school in that sense, where I just grew up on Photoshop, so I know I know the program pretty well. Uh, yeah. Procreate, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just as intuitive. It's very you know user friendly, but it's just I don't know. I have I've yet to go over it. The thing that really kind of irked me with the tablet, which I found out later that you can kind of get a screen filter for, is how smooth and sleek the screen is. It really kind of drove me But people are like, oh, now you can get these kind of screen protectors that have a little bit of tooth. So it can kind of give you that fur texture, you know. So because the Cintiq I have now has that. And also the nibs that are interchangeable kind of give you that feel too. So like I said, right now, I'm, I'm very comfortable with it. And I guess I don't necessarily see a reason to change yet. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I guess if I, if at some point, you know, it, it, it behooves me to switch it over. <laughs> I would. But right now, I don't no. see the reason. But I guess I will say, I have seen, though, I really enjoy the Procreate brushes, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can still get a lot of the same quality and, you know, that kind of versatility in Photoshop, but I just... I feel as though they're more readily available through Procreate, and I think there's like I've I've been impressed with a lot of the the textures and ability that you have with those. So that, that that's one thing that's very appealing to me. But I, I still think I can still get the same kind of um, end product and that I could get in Photoshop as I would in Procreate. But yeah, we'll see I one day. I see a lot of people on like Instagram with the Procreate and the iPad, and man, the stuff that they do is phenomenal. Oh, like, yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, turning it on the fly and just having that smooth, yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing is you know since you do have, I mean like my thing, my screen is twenty seven inches. I mean you, you have the rotate tool in Photoshop, but it is fun when you have the iPad and literally just physically you rotate know. what you're holding. Yeah, like a piece yeah. of paper. Yeah, it's almost like you know driving an automatic or a manual, or I prefer you know manual. You have that old school. You know, you're yeah, more to it. You know, so I could see I could see the appeal of that as well, but. Yeah. They don't really to... make manuals anymore. You know that they're all like uh, uh, oh, auto shift manual matics. Or the the, the, yeah. the paddle was in the no back. Clutch. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It drives me crazy. Yeah, that's but not a true a manual. She's like, oh yeah, I have a manual. Like in her car, I'm like, what do you mean? No, well, she's like, oh, they're paddles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh, there's no clutch. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just flick this lever and it. <laughs> no, it's not a manual. The manual, you gotta uh, hold a, hold the clutch down and actually move a stick. I was behind a Jeep the other day. I'm pretty sure people have seen this, but he had the the spare tire and there was you know the cover tire, um, the cover to it. And it was like a big scene. It's like a 
millennial um, anti-theft. And it's just a design of the, the manual for, you know, for a second, third, fourth, fifth. And I was like, yeah, I don't know anyone who's within that age frame who even knows how to drive a manual anymore. <laughs> so, yep, yep. Got to get that, but... Uh, Cena anyway. posted one, it was... Um... If your boyfriend doesn't know how to drive a manual, you have a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, like, yes. There's uh, so many kids who don't know how to drive manuals these I'm days. Sorry. I'm sorry for the kids that don't know how to drive a manual. It's not your fault. I know. I mean, operators aren't making it for you anymore, no, so. Yeah. And I think what they're trying to think they're trying to phase out, you know, gas-powered cars by like 2024 or yeah. something like that. So it's interesting. Ford and everybody—they're hopping on the electric bandwagon, obviously. Yeah, and no, I saw yeah, GM and everything. Like they were some of the whole... first ones to uh, go against Tesla when Tesla first mm-hmm. came out. They were like saying it's not going to last. They're not going to make it. Electric cars aren't anything. And now all of a sudden, you hear GM and Ford announcing. Yeah, you know, phasing they, out gas cars. Yeah, I mean that whole thing with Nikola and the you know the mm-hmm. GM General Motors. And that, yeah, there's, I've been following that just in regards to stocks. So it's been oh, kind yeah. of amusing that battle of who will get it first and how it's going forward and mm-hmm. the longevity of it. But yeah, yeah, we own a Tesla stock, so it's been good. <laughs> yes, yeah, <it's... laughs> I think I got it early though, early, early. Um, I, and I did uh, not. <laughs> I did not want. Um, yeah, <laughs> we uh, the Amazon. That's what it was. Amazon. Jeff Bezos and uh, Elon Musk obviously don't get along. The billionaire feuds and billionaire problems, right? And um, Amazon is obviously doing the blue whatever to compete with SpaceX. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Oregon. yeah, yeah. And so Tesla obviously is doing electric cars. Um, and so to compete with Tesla doing electric cars, they invested a bunch of money into Rivian. Rivian is like that new truck and SUV, which look really nice, by the way. Um, but he's like secretly pumping money into him and Ford. Uh, Jeff Bezos, Amazon, and Ford were like pumping money into different companies to expand. I think VW joined in to uh, expand their uh, electric car options it's gonna be a fun little race so yeah i can't wait to see semi trucks on the highway oh geez that are electric yeah the tesla semi truck i can't wait to see that thing out there that thing's so dope i haven't seen seen it yet i remember i remember seeing a wasn't there a tesla truck their suv that came out a while ago and they were like oh Mm -hmm. you know shatterproof you know windows and and then then the window shatters (laughs) shatters right there oh man I mean, yeah, it's it yeah, the Cybertruck. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, people are trying to flex super quick and just trying to get things out. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, quality. You know, quantity over quality at the moment. It seems like, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Um, I was gonna go back to the artwork real quick. Because uh, yeah. there's a there's one there's one girl that I'm gonna try to get on the on the show. She does uh, oil paintings, and man, she is phenomenal. Um, but then, uh, I have a friend who does, uh, a lot of illustration and he does a lot of, um, typography, but what he likes to do is sketch it out first on paper and he scans it and then he goes into illustrator and then like uses illustrator to digitize it and trace it basically from what he 
wrote. Like, I do the typography. I think that's the best thing because, I mean, for me personally, to do typography straight in Illustrator, mm -hmm. I find I lose my hand and it becomes very, just kind of, processed opposed to like a, having a little flair, like a little bit of edge to it that sets it apart from just your typical other typography. So yeah, the way your friend does that thing, I mean, I agree with that completely. It just allows for your hand to kind of go be a little more fluid with it and kind of get the lines that you're looking for. And then when you bring it in, you start using the pen tool, you can really kind of nail down those those angles and spacing and everything. So I think, yeah, I mean, like, I can't think of any other way that I prefer about going, you know, that particular, that route. So yeah. I agree hundred percent, but. There's a there's another artist on Instagram. I have to introduce you to him. Uh, I gotta find his name though. Um, I don't want a dead air sitting here while I'm looking at my phone. But he did some really dope um, new concepts for like Disney characters. So he took like Ariel and uh, redesigned her with this cool like emo style. Um, like uh, what's the what's the word for the millennials? that uh you know like they wear glasses and like chuck taylor's and, like, what's the word for it um i mean i don't know <laughs> there's, uh, there's a word for it i just can't think of it um yeah I, plaid I kept up. glasses oh, uh, no idea he like just redesigned the disney characters mm -hmm. um which is really cool almost looks like your style almost it's really cool looking um kind of graffiti-esque for like bombs and characters but uh, i have to show it to you it's really really cool really cool concept i like when people do that when they take something and reimagine it or they'll do like a mashup of two things mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's it, it, been around for 25 30 plus years so it's kind of fun to update it and see how people like what their perception of those particular characters are like how would they fit in 2020 opposed to 1985 <laughs> <You> know, <so. laughs> So it's, yeah, I mean, I always, I always enjoy seeing people, you know, even just, I think one of my favorite things is just, actually, I've always loved Iron Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like when they first established him to what he is now. I mean, there's a lot of characters, I think, you know, even they get all the, the Spider-Man outfits are a lot of fun to see how they developed and grown. So, yeah, I mean, anything with artwork like that, it's just, it's always fun to see. It's just like fashion, you know, there's a little bit of a, um, full circle that comes around with some of these things and you obviously you see a design of a character for 2020 but also there's remnants of something from like the early 90s so i just i i love seeing just the progression and the you know from the origin to where it is now so yeah character design i, I love i love conceptual artists in general mm -hmm. just like playing with shapes and line work and colors and you know just hey here's a character from back in the day how can we update it to now so yeah i just i love that 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 uh avenue or that particular field of artwork hmm. when when you were in uh when you were in new york did you do any graffiti like any graph I, I mean i like i said i grew up with a lot of writers and i absolutely love what they can do you know from like a i don't know from you know the terms are correct but like a french thin to like a german fatty and you know inter inter you know um using different kind of uh caps and how they do like the sprays and you know different angles how they get their vibe so uh, my good friend ryan adams he writes turtle he's a writer from out on the east coast as well and like, he's giving you know he and i he's taking me out a couple times and i've I picked up the can and like i i had a blast with it you know but by no means would i i would that's a world that i just 
I love respecting oh, him. He just admitted to vandalism. Get him. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Actually, he was on a legal wall. He was on a legal wall. That's where we are. Here. Legal wall. So, you know, kicks in your door. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the the spray world, just being able to have that control, the, the yeah. stuff you can do from, you know, getting a line that's, you know, this thin to a line that's, you know, the, you know, five feet wide and still maintain control and color and ease and gradation. Yeah, those guys. Fades. Yep. Yeah, they're amazing. So I love it. But yeah, if I had more time, I would be into it. But I mean, personally, like, I grew up doing like my my go to is watercolor and you know in, oh, India ink. So oh, yeah, yeah, India <laughs> ink. So I, I, I love watercolor just because of the mistakes that happen with it. You know, you can get very controlled with it, but also you know, wet on wet. You know, you can really let the pigment kind of just go and take on a, its own life. So very different styles, I think. But, yeah. Oh, Indian, the only time I remember using Indian ink was when we used to do homemade tattoos. <laughs> I've never actually used Indian ink for art. Like my tattoos oh, right. that I have are with Indian ink. There you go. There yeah. you go. It's the only time I've, yeah, I mean, so that's still art, I guess. Tattoos are art, obviously. So. Oh, I mean, yeah. I like. Yeah, tattoos are amazing. So. Yeah, yeah. tattoo artists <laughs> are amazing. Having a tattoo artist, I'm like, no. I mean, I love it. But that's just too much responsibility. Like that's someone's body, and if I did make a mistake, oof, I would, <laughs> it would haunt me for days. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, shit. Don't worry, we'll fix it. I'll cover it up. <laughs> yeah, we we'll do it in post. But yeah, no, it's it's a world I think is amazing. I have much respect for tattoo artists, but personally, I just yeah, I don't. That's a lot of responsibility. I'm not willing to take on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, for anybody that's like interested in doing artwork like you do um working for studios like you do um do you have any advice or suggestions for how they could start out i mean honestly like yeah i um it's funny like i went to college for illustration at one point but everything in regards to what i've learned or, i mean yeah that's okay let me start <laughs> yeah. i learned a lot in college but the things that i find to be most pertinent to what i do now and just growing as an artist was really kind of outside of the school, you know, the classroom. Like, um, just looking up tutorials, looking up other artists, being like, oh, I really like that. You know, try to take what they're doing, even just doing color studies, body studies, you know, figure studies, sorry. And just, you know, really having fun with it and just like kind of pushing it and like just developing your own hand language and like becoming more comfortable with like your marks and growing that confidence. Um, and also like, I think a big thing too is treat artwork, you know, it's, don't do, I, I guess, yeah, it's, it's fun to get that recognition and impress people, but also at the same time, it's like, you know, if you have a sketchbook, sketch the hell out of it, have fun with it, you know, it's like a basketball player shooting free falls, uh, free shots, uh, foul shots, Jesus, for just, you know, <laughs> you know like, uh, every day I start off with like a 10 minute warm up. I go on this website called quickposes.com, because so we don't have access to, you know, live figure studies anymore, or right now. And just like do 30 second sketches, get your hand loose, you know, warm up. Like it's kind of funny. You can see the progression. Even if you just do it every day for a week, you'll see how much, you know, your confidence grows. But yeah, just constantly trying to doodle, have fun, you know, don't hyper focus on one thing. Just try to, you know, expand your book and your, your mental, you know, Rolodex of like perspective, two point perspective, uh, angles, depth, you know, uh, lighting, just have fun with it and just try to know every aspect of the craft that you're involved with mm. and then moving forward um 
what I've noticed is just uh, in regards to artwork is like, you know, especially with Instagram, just kind of constantly posting, updating, and just like, you know, and um, it's always great to ask for uh, constructive criticism from other people. Like, don't be afraid to post your stuff. Like, if you're if you're you're entering a, if you're going to enter this world, have tough skin. Way <laughs> <laughs> to put it. Um, not everyone's going to like a pink fluffy rabbit. Not everyone's going to like a scandally dressed, sexualized female. Not everyone's going to like a you know grotesque shredded up zombie looking barbarian so it's just you know have fun with it and do what you enjoy and try to make every piece something that you would be happy to present you know like right now when i do builds and work on these movie posters and like yes you do have to listen to the clientele and you do have to execute certain things that they ask for but try to do it in a manner that you think is cool that's kind of the way I, i've kind of developed that perspective it's like do i think this is cool all right cool then i'll, I'll go with it yeah. but you know Try to take anything you do and just really enjoy it, opposed to just being like, all right, I'm regurgitating something that someone's asking for and making something for them. Still try to, you know, put your flair to it and make, make it something that you're proud of. So, mm. I also but, found that a lot of um, photographers, illustrators, artists in general, uh, starting out, they don't save everything. Um, they'll like do something and then it's gone. Uh, and I can't stress how important it is to save everything Thing you've done because you have to build up your portfolio so that eventually when you do want to submit to a different agencies um, and get work or even if you're an independent contractor that you have to be able to show something for it so it's very important to build up your portfolio one thing i'll say on that though is also like quality over quantity um yeah oh yeah for <laughs> sure for sure it's um when i was first coming out of college like i personally think i had i remember like i had probably 35 pieces in my portfolio and I remember my professor being like that's great but now I'm just looking like I'm just going through trash at a certain point where it's like these are super solid pieces right here present only solid pieces like just because you want people to just feel like they're changing you know uh turning pages like that's that's not going to get you a job it's like really impressive pieces of work that are consistent like that's where it's at you know if you have 15 amazing pieces put those 15 in yeah. and if you have 20 other pieces you just because they don't live up to the same level of quality it's like don't put them in you know there's no sense right. to do so just kind of you know curate your own personal work and also enjoy your work for the one day that when you do finish it i feel like a lot of artists will be like oh i'm done awesome love it and the next day you're like ah oh, damn it should have done that should have done that so oh, yeah get the work done and move on <laughs> no yeah. sense dwelling artists so. are their own worst critic right oh, of course yeah no yeah. i mean I'll, I'll get a piece done and then i'll be like oh i love it and then I just literally, I look at it a year later, I'm like, oh, why didn't I do this? And, you know, <laughs> yeah. so it's just get it done with, what, get it off. What was I thinking? Yeah, exactly. It's like, gosh. Or even then, though, like your style has changed or your techniques oh, yeah. have grown. So you're like, oh, I could totally have done this, you know? But I always love when people on Instagram be like, hey, here's a piece I did back in 2012. And now here's eight years later, 2020, you know, I'm like, here's you know how i've grown and they do they redo that same piece i always so, yeah i love that when they revisit this piece and how they do it now with their talents yeah yeah so it's fun to see. awesome to watch yep well um 
I'm gonna put uh, your Instagram post and everything, uh, obviously down below, and maybe a little bumper, um, so that everybody can read and see your artwork. Obviously, if you're already not following Zach, you have to be following Zach. <laughs> uh, he's a talented artist, um, and check out his portfolio if you do want a commission or anything like that. Reach out to him if you have any questions. He's a super, obviously down to earth guy. Uh, so if you yeah, any... I love talking shop. To be honest yeah. with you, so like, if you guys ever have questions or just want to be like, hey. Your style is dope, and I think you would, you know, relate well with this artist or whatnot, or just even just, hey, what's your technique for this? How'd you come up with this product? I, like I said, I love talking shop. I have no problem taking the time out to just kind of goof off and discuss whatever is on your mind or so. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking. Yeah. He's a, he's a so. pool full of advice, so he works in the industry. So if you guys yeah, have so any questions, it. reach out. Love to help out. So. I mean, I got here. I got here because of people helping me. So right. you know, the least I was kind of played along and helping anyone else who's in the industry or trying to look to grow and develop their styles and whatnot. And maybe I can give you some connections. Who knows? That's one <laughs> of my. That's one. Yeah, it's all about who you know too, especially in the exactly. industry. A lot of jobs I got were from connections. So, uh -oh. really, yeah. Somebody's back up. Someone's getting towed. Actually, <laughs> looks oh, nice. oh crap. Um, it's not my well, car. We good. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Reach out to Zach if you guys uh, would like anything. And um, uh, I was gonna, there was something else I was gonna say, but yep, he's on Instagram and, and you're on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> can't stand on the Twitter wagon. Me so I jumped off it a long time ago. Got rid of it. I don't have anything important enough to say. So no, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, hey, I don't know. There's a yeah. pop-up shop downtown. That's, that's, like, that's the least I could really. <laughs> I know. But anyways, yeah. yeah Such uh, a pleasure. Your, your website, yeah. yeah. I appreciate you jumping on, man. It was good catching up. Um, yeah. yeah. Have your website and everything linked down below with your Instagram. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, please, anyone who's watching or is interested in talking whatnot, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> it's also during COVID time, so i got not too much going on. Yeah. But besides day-to-day -day work mobily but yeah 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 so all right brother well i appreciate you jumping on man thank you so much uh stay on the line though real quick i'm gonna uh finish the, the podcast